to Affirming Truths. I'm your friend and host, Carla Arges. This show is a safe place to share our struggles, grow in faith, and root our identity in Christ. My hope is that you will leave each episode feeling encouraged in your journey. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review. I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome to part two of preparing for a new year. If you joined us last week, you know that we talked about reflection and how important it is for us to look at our values and look at how we're living and see where they are misaligned so that we can course correct. That's the hard part. Now comes Well, it can be hard, but now comes the funner part, responding to all that and really setting our heart intention for the new year. So I used to create vision boards, and maybe you're more familiar with that concept than what I'm going to talk about today, because nowadays I create a, a posture board. But I used to create a vision board, and what I found and what I've seen in people creating vision boards is it's usually filled up with things they want. It's usually their will that are on these boards. Oftentimes, they're materialistic, so new house, new car, renovations, a vacation, that, you know, designer bag, whatever, or it is career advancements that they want to accomplish, um, things like that. And there's not anything inherently wrong with those things. There's nothing wrong with, you know, wanting a new home. There's nothing wrong with wanting nice things. But I found that it wasn't in alignment to what my values were. And it certainly wasn't placed under the will of God. It was all about me. And can I tell you guys, the Christian walk, it's not about us. It's all about God. It's all about Jesus. It's about using our life to point to our King. It's about exchanging our hopes and dreams and picking up the kingdom goals. And that's what we're going to do in this episode. We're going to talk about how to create a posture board where instead of looking at all the things we want and accomplish, we look at the posture we need to have in order to fulfill God's will for this coming year. And one of the things I like to put the very center of my posture board is a word of a year. And I often get asked, Carla, how do you come up with a word of the year? How do you come up with your verse of the year? And so I'm going to talk to you about that because I have found it so important. Um, For uh, 2021, my word was Waymaker and my verse was Psalm 2713. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And can I tell you that during my struggles, the days that I was lying in bed depressed, I was so thankful for that word and that verse. I have it hung up in my bedroom. It's what I see when I wake up in the morning. It's what I see when I go to bed. 
And it was a reminder during my struggles that God was the way maker. It was a reminder during my fears and my doubt that God would make a way. I never thought I would have a podcast. I never thought I'd be writing Bible studies. I never thought I would have a ministry. I didn't know where to start. It was overwhelming, but I just knew that if God was going to call me to it, he was going to make a way. And it was, he was just so faithful. And that word and that verse carried me through so much this past year, which is why it's so important to me to have that to cling to. And this is how I've come up with my word this year. I looked at my reflection, where I need to realign, where I need to pivot, where I need to live out my values more. And then I made a wish list, a wish list. They made a wish list of what I'd like to accomplish in the ministry, how I might like to expand, what else I might like to do. I made a wish list of memories I'd like to create with my family. I made a wish list of the type of marriage I would like to grow into this year. I wrote down all my wishes, my hopes, my dreams, my wishes. And then I prayed over it. Ah, yes, it always comes back to prayer, right? We need to be in communication with God. Sometimes we wonder why we don't hear from God. And the fact is we don't have enough conversation with him. I prayed over my list and I was reminded of Luke twenty-two forty-two, where Jesus is in Gethsemane praying, Lord, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. As I prayed over my list, I prayed, Lord, these are some of the things I'd love to accomplish. These are some of the things I'd love to experience. This is some of the the places that I'd love to grow and expand. And as I prayed over the list, fully willing to throw my list away, fully willing to lay down what I want and pick up what God wants, God spoke to my heart. God spoke to my heart. Here's the thing, though. You have to be willing to lay down your plans and pick up God's plans. There's nothing wrong with having desires and hopes. God sees that. But don't we really want to be working towards God's desires and hopes? Don't we really want to be on the same page with Jesus? I know I do. And as I prayed over the list, my word came to me through actually a slight conviction. See, I had lots of things on my list about how to expand, how I could expand the ministry, how I can expand our family experiences this way, how I could, it was all about this expansion, new things, new things, new things. And the Holy Spirit lovingly convicted me that I've been chasing new things for a while. What I haven't been doing is nourishing the newness God's given me the past 18 months. I've been so busy focused on new and more and moving on to the next thing. I haven't nourished 
And that was convicting. And, you know, it's been that, you know, in my corporate career, I worked a lot on new product development. So I would create new products and pass them off for other people to grow. Or I'd work on new ideas and then pass the idea off to someone else to execute. You know, ideas, I can come up with a bounty. Nurturing an idea, doing the painstaking thing of letting it grow, that is not in my wheelhouse. But God wants to grow me in that. You know, I'm great at planting the seed or I'm great at harvesting the crop. I'm not great at that season in between. You know, a farmer has to tend to his field to get the harvest. You can't just plant the seed, walk away and come back and expect something. You have to tend the field. And God lovingly showed me I haven't been tending my field. And that's how my word came to me, nourish. God wants me to nourish what he's given me in this ministry. God wants me to nourish the relationships I already have. God wants me to nourish my spiritual life. God wants me to nourish my mental health. God wants me to nourish these things. So that's what I want you to do. When you see from your reflection where you're in misalignment, Write down your wish list of things you could do or experience to get back into alignment. And then with a heart full of surrender, submit that list to God and let him speak to you. Let him correct you. Let him speak his will into your life. It's such an incredible experience to hear from God and then to know what you need to do next. Now, I'm not saying he's going to give you the 12-step plan on how to do it. He told me I need to nourish my stuff. Now I've got to come up myself in prayer. What does that look like? What are the practical steps I need to take? I need to set aside a day of planning and strategizing. I still need to do all that work. But now I know where God wants me to focus. He wants me to focus on nourishing things. Last year or this past year, he wanted me to focus on how he was going to make a way. And it wasn't about my strengths or my design or my will. It was about him. The year before, it was about joy and how joy doesn't come from my circumstances, right? Who knew Corona was going to show up and turn the world upside down? No, my joy is found in my father. He has so beautifully provided me these anchoring words that have carried me through tough times, that have given me focus during confusion. And then... I pray for a word. I Google scriptures. I go through old devotions. I read my Bible until my heart finds its verse. And there's no, you know, it's hard to, to put a practical way it had to do that, right? It's just knowing. It's in my knower, in my gut, that I know that that verse is for me. 
And this year, God has given me the verse, Matthew 6, 33, that seek ye first the kingdom of God. And then all the other stuff will be added. God wants me to nourish, but to seek the kingdom first and how I nourish. I just know it's going to beautifully carry me through some challenging times next year. Because challenges come, right? And then after I do this, I create a board. I have my word in the middle of my board. And I just use Bristol board. I'm not fancy. You can get fancy. I pull out the markers from my kids' pencil crayon box and pencil case. And I just, I color. But you could cut out things from magazines. You could digitally design this. Like you could do it any way you want. But I have my word in the center, my scripture in the bottom, and then I start filling in the space with the heart posture I'm going to need. What heart posture do I need to take? What's the vision for who I want to be this year? I forget about the list of my desires and all of that and and my accomplishments that I want to achieve and all of that. And I strictly do a posture board. What's my posture? I need to be surrendered. I need to be patient, right? Nurturing is going to take some patience. I'm going to need to be pressed into the Holy Spirit. I'm going to need to spiritually fuel myself. I'm going to need to put faith in God over fear of rejection, right? What's my heart posture? Because circumstances change, plans may change, but what will not change is my focus and my reliance on God and my heart posture. Those are the things that stay the same. And to have those in my room, hung up as a reminder when I wake up and when I go to sleep in my comings and in my goings is so powerful. As you've heard me talk in other episodes this season, there's a battle in our mind. The enemy wants to distract us from our purpose and our calling. The enemy wants to attack our thought life. What better way to affirm how you want to show up in your life? What better way to affirm the focus God wants you to have? What better way to affirm that his will over your will than to see this posture board day in and day out? It's powerful. It's powerful. I do this exercise even with my son because our kids need to learn too how to look for God's will. Listen, we know God's will is for us to love him and to love others. I mean, Jesus clearly says it. That is the will of God for us to love him and love others. That's the greatest commandment, which is really just summarizing what the 10 commandments were. But how we do that is unique to everyone. He uniquely gifts us 
with talents and wisdom. He uniquely gives us, uniquely gifts us with our own type of family dynamics and our own personality and our own likes and dislikes. He has made us unique creatures. So how we show up and love on others may look different. How he may have called one person to ministry and another person to corporate life and another person to a warehouse and another person just to raise kids is going to be different. But it doesn't change the fact that within those places, we are to love God and love others. It doesn't replace the fact that we are to do his will. And he is uniquely sanctifying us. We all have different you know, idols that need to be torn down in their life. But what better way to stay committed to God's will than to this posture board? It has been life-changing and it has carried me through so much year over year. And I really want to encourage you that as you're looking towards 2022, look towards heaven first. God, these are my desires, but not my will, your will be done. God, where do you need my heart to focus? Where do you want me to have impact? How do you want me to grow in greater faithfulness and trust in you? God, how do you want to transform me this year? Because ultimately, shouldn't we want to look more and more like Jesus? This is transformative. When you are working out the will of God in your life, you are being changed to look more like Jesus. When you are walking in the will of God for your life, you are having kingdom impact. When you are walking in the will of God for your life, you are in training for your kingdom rule. It's powerful. So make your list, your wishes, your desires, your wants, and then 100% surrender it to God and ask him to reveal what he wants. The affirming truth for you today is that I can and I will walk in the will of God. And we look at Deuteronomy 5.33 for this. You shall walk in all the way the Lord your God has commanded you, that you may live and that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land that you shall possess. Walk in the way of the Lord and it will go well with you. That doesn't mean you won't face challenges and trials, but it does mean that you will be equipped by the Holy Spirit to walk through those valleys. Thank you so much for joining me for season one. I hope you and your family have a beautiful holiday season, a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, And I can't wait to talk to you guys again in 2022. Bye, friends. Thanks for joining me today. 
I hope we're already friends on social media, but if we're not, come find me on Instagram at Carla Arges or at Affirming Truth. Can't wait to see you back here next week. Bye, friends.